Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today. I've got a great guest in store for you. And this guest actually came based on a relationship that I have with some wonderful people, Meredith and Nick Caston. You've probably heard me talk about them before in the past. Meredith and Nick actually relocated here from Southern California, and uh, they just fell in love with Northwest Arkansas. And we've become fast friends. We initially met with dinner, uh, Nick and Meredith, my wife, Nicola, and myself. We sat down at the Leverett Lounge and had an amazing dinner. And they keep now introducing me to new people. So I'm like, wow, every time I, I connect with you guys, there's somebody new that you've met that you now introduce to me. So I love the fact that my podcast was something that they listened to before they relocated here. Now that they're here, they've become ambassadors in their own right. And because of that, 
That's why my next guest is here. My next guest is Brian Squire, and Brian is kind of new to Northwest Arkansas. He is new to Northwest Arkansas, and he has a really interesting story. I brought him on because you know we we have such a strong bike culture in Northwest Arkansas, and Brian already had a lot of experience on two wheels, and he came to Northwest Arkansas and found that this was a place where he could actually be bike dependent exclusively. So he's not driving around a car. He's using two wheels to get around, to get around the area. And he has found that the trail system, that the bike paths, that the marked lanes on roads have been quite hospitable to him and to his his beautiful wife. And so they have made it a commitment to live on two wheels here in Northwest Arkansas. And I thought that was an interesting story to share. So Brian, how are you doing? I'm good, Randy. Yeah. It's good to be with you today, and I'm glad to be here and share my interest in bicycles. Uh, it's a wonderful area to enjoy bicycles in, and uh, just while you were talking the intro, I um, was thinking of the old line, where you been all my life? Right. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I think about Northwest Arkansas, where you been all my life? Yeah. Because I have, I'm uh, going to be 60 years old in a couple of months, and so I've been around a while. <laughs> right, right. And um, most of my life has been spent traveling by bicycle. I uh, was born in a suburb of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So uh, Cleveland winters are a little more brutal than they are here in Arkansas. But early on in my career, I worked for their local park system. And when I say early on in my career, I actually put in 30 years with that park system eventually. And retired at a young age. And I sure did. Well, I started at a young age, (laughs) (laughs) probably probably about 20 years old. Right. So um, actually, I worked there a total of 32 years, but I decided early on, here I was a young guy, I married my high school sweetheart, we started a family in our early 20s and uh, looking for a way to save a buck. You know, there's always some place to spend your money. Sure. And uh, I thought gasoline maybe not, wasn't the... uh, the best way to spend my money because it was just going in the tank and out the tailpipe. So I decided to ride my bicycle to work because I just enjoyed bicycles. I always, always have from an early age. Like to, uh, I was the kid who just got out and kind of explored. And as I got older, I pushed the envelope, explored further and further. Yeah. So I've been riding my bicycle a long time, ever since I was a kid and as an adult, my whole adult life as a commuting thing. And, you know, you learn a lot just in the amount of time you put into any any occupation. So sure. I've learned a lot about bicycle commuting and bicycle travel. And after my wife and I retire, we both retired. She used to work for the Cleveland Browns. That's we, okay. Yeah. <laughs> people, people on this podcast know that my family's from Pittsburgh and that I'm a Steeler fan. So, you know, we'll we'll let that pass. It's okay. Yeah, well, it's you know what? Right. <laughs> We're not Cleveland Brown fans, so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't hurt my feelings. Right. No, it's all good. It's all good. So But when I retired, we decided that we'd spend our whole lives living in that one area of the country and uh was fairly young. I was in my early fifties and we thought that we're retired, we're young, let's get out, let's live a little bit. Yeah. So instead of just like taking vacations and staying in the same place, we decided, well, let's move somewhere we haven't lived before and just try it a new lifestyle. And that brought us to Colorado where my wife's one and only sibling lives. So we would have some family nearby us and uh, 
kind of reconnect with them. And uh, we put in a good six years in northern Colorado, uh, tried to lay down some roots. But when you're from an area of deciduous forests, right? Colorado and the, the West in general is dry, uh, not too many trees, and uh, just a whole different way of life. And we just didn't feel comfortable there as far as that being our spot. Yeah. So uh, how we got to Northwest Arkansas was a little circular route. And when I say circular, I mean circular because back in 2015, we decided one of my lifelong dreams was to go on a grand bicycle tour. And uh, I had been on weekend tours and actually my wife and I had spent our second honeymoon in the early 90s doing a bicycle tour that wasn't like your normal bicycle tour where it was a tour that involved instead of camping and things like that, we solely stayed in youth hostels and that was in the state of Vermont. So we had done smaller tours uh, in the past, but I always wanted to do a big grand long tour, uh, you know, I always had this romantic idea of a bicycle as a way of long distance transportation where you just take everything you need, hang it on your bike and you start riding and there's really nothing to stop you. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just your legs powering your bicycle and the world is your oyster. So in 2015, my wife and I got on a tandem bicycle and we ended up riding from Colorado to Texas, to Cleveland, to Minneapolis, back across, and circled back down to Colorado for a total of 5,300 miles. That's not a little bicycle. bike trip. That's, no. That is not a little <laughs> bike trip. So I hope people hear that. Colorado <laughs> to Texas to Cleveland to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and then back to Colorado again. That was it? Yeah. And wow. my son was getting married in September, so we had, had to get back. Your legs must have been <laughs> tired. <laughs> so Well... It's two people on a bike. How long did that physically take? I mean, like, did you time it out? Like, how much time were you actually on the road? Did you? Yeah, I could look back in my nose, but it was roughly four months. Four months. Wow. Yeah. And okay. it was many adventures Yeah, uh, along the road. It wasn't just get up and ride every day and yeah. eventually you wind up home again. It was sure. just an adventure overall between the people, the sights, and the little quirky things that happened. And so- on that particular trip, I'm assuming it was during the summer months or during yeah. spring, summer. Or- yeah. We left in um, March, late March, and we got home um, about the middle of August. Okay. All right. Right before your son's wedding. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Brought, brought us through Sturgis, North Dakota during bike week at the oh. 75th anniversary. So- but you had the wrong kind of bike, though. Yeah, but we fit in. It was black okay. and it was us and um, they said 75 million Harleys there that year, something like that. Really? It was quite loud. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a big deal. <laughs> to, to ride down the road, but uh, actually they were very friendly folks and there were a couple places where we, it was a steep enough hill where we were keeping up with the Harleys. Just, oh, nice. Just us on our tandem. It was yeah. kind of cool. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. So in part of that trip was when you had a chance to to take in North, uh, take in Arkansas, period. Nope. No, that wasn't when you took it in. <laughs> that was our next big tour. That one, we liked. And it kind of uh, wet our whistle to uh, doing some bigger tours. And what, what finally happened was we kind of decided that Colorado wasn't for us. And their next big tour, we would intentionally look for the next place to live. Okay. And at that point, we could live anywhere. I was retired. You know, people work remotely these days and can live anywhere. Sure. 
uh, when you don't work period, you can easily work remotely. So anywhere in the 50 United States, uh, that was fine for me. Yeah. Just a place to call home. So uh, we got on the next bike tour and this next bike tour was on an invention we had discovered uh, when we sold our house. We didn't buy a new house and it was no problem for us to purchase a couple e-bikes and that was a totally random experience. We were just looking for something to do one day. I read an advertisement about this bicycle shop that sold e-bikes. I go, let's go test ride these. It says in the ad, come test ride one today. So we test rode them and fell in love really quick. (laughs) Ads do work. Ads do work. I guess they do. Yeah. But the big thing in bicycling is always high winds and hilly, hilly terrain. And, um, you know, Northwest Arkansas is a hilly place, but I think the people, the powers that be who decided to put bicycle infrastructure kind of realized that not everywhere was hilly. If you look at the Razorback Greenway, it's a pretty flat trail. It is. You know, there's a few hills. Well, the biggest hill I think is like, and some people can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I would say that the section right after J.B. Hunt going into Rogers is where it gets a little hilly going up as you get to Bentonville. Because when you look at a map and you look at the fact like going from Bentonville to Fayetteville is actually downhill Mm -hmm. a little bit. But when you're going Fayetteville to Bentonville, you feel that. So there's kind of a benefit. Like when people do the square to square, which is a a twice yearly bike race, bike ride, not a race. It's just a ride. Event. Event. Yes. (laughs) That uh, you can go from the square of Fayetteville to the square of Bentonville. I think they do that in the springtime. And in the fall, they do Bentonville to Fayetteville. So you have a couple of options to do that, to ride the whole greenway and experience what it's all about. But it is, it's one of those things where, yeah, we we have some hills and there are other more, I would say, strenuous hills that you can ride on that I have ridden on. And those are not on the greenway. And you're absolutely right. The powers that be that created and designed the greenway designed it for the average cyclist. Yeah. I, um, not too long ago, I think it was New Year's Day, I decided to take a ride into town on the uh, the Razorback Greenway to drop some books at the library. And since it was, I think it was actually New Year's Eve, and since it was not a working day, I decided, let's take a different way home. Mm-hmm. You know, I ride the Razorback a lot. So I said, I've never actually ridden my bike down College Avenue, and there's no one out today. Why don't I do it? And wow, was that hilly. Yeah. Not so much up, because uh, actually Fayetteville is kind of they, on a hill of a, a bit. And, uh, but I, yeah, I got... Some of the hills just coasting down close to 40, 45 miles an hour going home. Mm-hmm. But it was nothing like the the bike trail, the, no. the Razorback. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's definitely a little bit easier because I can, I can like ride from my house to Dixon and I, you know, it's, it's exactly, I want to say one way it's like seven and a half miles and I can get down there pretty quick and get back fast, but going on the Greenway, if I do that coming down college wouldn't be as quick like that. So, yes. <laughs> you, yeah, have, you would have to ride up a lot of hills. Yeah. So, so it was a second trip that kind of brought you to Arkansas as a whole. And I think if I remember correctly, when we were talking previously, you told me that you connected with each state that you were going through to gain more information on access to the bike routes and maybe some of the local paths that are available to people that are bicycling through states. Yeah. Usually when we're touring, we're always looking for the 
prettiest route, least amount of traffic route. And if we can find a big bike trail that's worthy of doing, we we do it just to see what it's all about. That's how we ended up riding the Katy Trail. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, huge trail in Ohio, uh, 326 miles that goes all the way across the state from Cincinnati to Cleveland. I think it's called the Ohio to Erie Towpath Trail. Okay. But that's that one's paved where the Katy Trails is not. It's scramble, but a couple other Tunnel Hill Trail in uh, Indiana. So if there's a big trail and it's on our route, you know, why wouldn't you take it? Sure, sure. And actually, we should have taken the one through Northwest Arkansas, but if you don't know about it, I guess it... Uh, <laughs> so what trail did you take? Which which road did you take when you originally came through Arkansas? We came in Arkansas down in the Southwest corner. We had come from Dallas. Texarkana uh, area. Nope, no? Nope, just north of there. Mina is where Mina, we... Mina, okay. Is where we came into the state... But we had been down in Dallas, Texas, and we were again headed for Cleveland, uh, where I have family. And uh, Arkansas was a blank spot on the map to us. The, f- the first time we had gone from Texas to Louisiana and up through Mississippi to go to Cleveland, this time it was like, you know, Arkansas is a square on the map that I've never actually been in in my whole life. Right. So why wouldn't you want to see it? So we came in in Mina. We went to um, Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. The National Park and up to Petagin State Park. Then uh, from there, we were actually planning. We were we were heading towards Clinton, Missouri, which is up near Kansas City, and that's where the um, Katy Trail starts. The Katy Trail, for those of you who might not know, is the longest rails to trail in the United States. It basically from Kansas City to St. Louis, and uh, rails to trail for those of you who might not know what that is, that's uh, where they've turned old railway alignments into bike trails, removed the the tracks and the ties and turned the gravel bed into a bike trail. And that way, it's already there as a transportation corridor, but yeah. it also is banking that railway. If you develop land that a railway's on, you're guaranteed that no railway is ever going to be there again. But who knows what the future holds? We might want to hold this land in banks. It's easier to take a bike trail and turn it back into a railway. Yeah, that's than, true. Uh, something else. So, for your listeners who don't know what a rails trails is, that's what it is. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I've heard of it, and um, I didn't realize that the Katy Trail, so close to us, is actually the longest that's out there. So, and uh, how long did it take you to travel from KC to St. Louis? I think eight days. Okay. Uh, Again, we were on our e-bikes, and I know on three occasions on that particular route, we had already ridden from Colorado, northern Colorado, over the Rockies because we wanted to see some things, and then to Dallas, and then we had already ridden through Arkansas and up to Kansas City. So we had our legs under us by that point, but it took us eight days on the Katy, and we had three days, I would call 80 on the Katy days, and basically 80 miles. So we rode it fairly fast, and you can do that on e-bikes. Not that it's not work, but it helps. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So tell us how you arrived here in Northwest Arkansas. Well, at the end of that ride, that one turned out to be 6,200 miles, and we ended in San Francisco after taking advantage of another little quirk you can do. You can jump on an Amtrak train and hang your bike on a hook in the baggage car. And we so we jumped from Minneapolis to Seattle by Amtrak and just started riding again. That's okay. something you can't do with your car 
at least not on most of the routes, is mm-hmm. just drive to the station, put your bike on the train and take it somewhere else. But sure. on a bicycle, you can. So that's where we ended that trip and we decided we were going to rent an apartment for a year. And actually, we thought we might rent an apartment once a year for the next five years mm-hmm. and um, try living in different places because we really hadn't found a place on that, that bike trail. If, every place in the United States has its plus and minuses. Yep. You know, there's there's no... There might be a city in the United States called Eden, but there is no such place as Eden. Right, right. So um, we ended up uh, trying someplace totally different than we had lived, and we lived right on the coast, on the West Coast, up in Oregon, on the Pacific Ocean, and we tried that for our first year in the oldest town west of the Mississippi. It's called Astoria, Oregon, and it was pleasant enough. One other thing we were were playing with, too, was um, city size. You know, originally I was born in the Cleveland, Ohio area, which is obviously a very large place. And we had moved to Fort Collins, Colorado, which is a college town like Fayetteville. And it had 165,000, basically double what Fayetteville's population is right now. So if you listeners, if you can imagine what that wouldn't be like. And I found even though Fort Collins had a huge bicycle infrastructure, it wasn't as pleasant as it could be just because of the the population size, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot, you know. Only a fraction of those people are on bicycles, even with infrastructure. The rest are all driving down the road. So Fayetteville clicked off the box there, too. It wasn't too small and it wasn't too big. But what we did is uh, at the end of our year living in Oregon, we sat down and we decided, where are we going to live next? There's now a pandemic on. We found out living in an apartment in a pandemic can be kind of tough. It uh, You're locked down and you're looking for something to do and... It's uh, watching TV isn't it. <laughs> no, it gets, it gets old really fast. Yes, it does. It gets does. old really fast. So. so what we did is we sat down and we put together a um, spreadsheet mm-hmm. of everything that was important to us and not only important as far as what we like to do or what our lifestyle was like, but just considerations such as cost of living yeah. and things like that. Every, everybody, you know, those things are important to everyone. And um, Northwest Arkansas checked all those boxes for you. Yeah. Well, not only that, it wasn't the highest on some and it wasn't the lowest on some, but it was just a good middle ground. You know, we we had varying places. We were looking at the middle of Indiana, Southern Ohio. We were looking at uh, New York State because we like to ski. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were looking all over. And uh, but Northwest Arkansas just kind of like when it boiled down to it, you know, it, it had the best. Overall, uh, as far as our spreadsheet went, so we decided, well, let's let's take a chance on it. And we ended up moving here during the pandemic, and it's kind of an interesting story in the fact that we had never been to Fayetteville before, we had never been to Northwest Arkansas before, we didn't even come here to look at our house before we bought it because sight unseen, sight unseen, because wow. you can't just jump on a plane in a pandemic and go back and forth at will. So it was a total leap of faith. And uh, I like to tell that story because it has a happy ending. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it had a horrible ending. Right. I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. But, right. Uh, you had mentioned earlier that you were interested in hearing what it was like to spend my kind of lifestyle in Northwest Arkansas because it's it's something I think that the uh, powers that be, the governments, when they build all this bicycle infrastructure around you, and this is kind of through my reading and and what I've kind of understood is 
it's not so much based on recreation. Although when you look at people on the trail, probably 90% of them are there for exercise and recreation, but it was actually designed as a transportation corridor. Yeah. And that is huge. When I lived in Cleveland, they have a large park system. That's where I worked and that's all crisscross with bike trails and stuff, but solely based on recreation. And to tell you the truth, I rarely used it because I was a bike commuter. Right. To get from A to B, if it took you 30 minutes or took you 50 minutes, if you're going to work, you're going to go the, the shorter route. And that's how it was. Their yeah. bike trail was kind of meandered and went around trees and curved here and there. And if you're trying to get to point A to B, it was rotten. And that's not how the transportation corridor has been planned here in Northwest Arkansas. I really love to get on the bike trail. I live fairly close, uh, within half a mile. Um, and I can ride into downtown Fayetteville and basically have to stop once. Yeah. And there's one street that's, that's large enough and enough traffic that I have to stop and press the, the walk button. There's four streets I cross period that, you know, there's actually a physical crossing, mm -hmm. but only one I really have to stop at. And for those of you that know, he's talking about North Avenue, which is, you have to stop. It's kind of a big street. If you're on the Greenway, the closer you get to Dixon, North Avenue is probably the biggest thoroughfare that you'll have to get through. All the others are smaller arterial roads that you would cross. And it's a lot of times I cross those on the Greenway and I don't see a car coming in either direction, but you're guaranteed to see a car on North Avenue. So that's just, that's just the way it is. So the other thing though, that really has struck me about Northwest Arkansas and this I totally didn't know. There was no spreadsheet for this because it's it's totally a matter of perspective. But when we got to Northwest Arkansas, one of the things that just blew us away were the people who live here. And what I mean by that is just their friendliness. I've lived in the Midwest. I lived on the West Coast. I lived in the West. Uh, I've my daughter lived in Austin, Texas. I've had family in Florida. And as a child, we vacationed quite a bit. My father worked for airlines, so we traveled. But everything I've seen in this country, riding all the miles I have, has really paled in comparison to the friendliness of the people here. And I'll give you a couple for instances, because, you know, you're saying, where do you base that on? But, you know, I can be on my bicycle. I can up, come up to a street where... I don't have the right of way. I'm crossing. But nine times out of 10, if there's a car there, it will stop and allow me to proceed. Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's they feel they have to. I think that's just who they are. The other day I was leaving uh, my ophthalmologist and of course rode my bike there and uh, just walking through the parking lot, put on my helmet, getting ready to unlock my bike. And some guy was getting in or out of his car and he looked at me and just smiled and he said, happy trails. Yeah. And I go, wow. You know, <laughs> if you're from Northwest Arkansas, you're probably yawning at this point going, you know, what's the big deal? But travel around a little bit and you'll know it is a big deal. <laughs> it is. Trust me. I know. I mean, coming from Boston to yeah. come here, I think, you know, the drivers are certainly more courteous. Things are, are people are, are more thoughtful as they're out. I mean, yes, there are people that are that drive like a bed out of hell. There are people that are 
discourteous, but it's few and far between. I would say the average person here in Northwest Arkansas is very thoughtful when they're on the road, especially around bike, bicyclists. And I think it's important for anybody that's an avid cyclist to recognize that if you come here to Northwest Arkansas to ride, if you come here to live and ride, you're going to have a different experience like what Brian is talking about. And it will be refreshing to know that there are people out there looking out for you when you're on the trails, when you're on the bike pass on the road and and that, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, do people get hurt? People absolutely can get hurt on their bikes. It just, that happens anywhere. But I would say overall, we have understood that this is a bike community. There's a strong bike culture and we try to uphold that and do the best that we can as citizens of Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to kind of, um, feel that it was my obligation to ride on the road and actually not only be a representative of good bicycling, but just to take my place in the, as a legal form of transportation. Sure. But uh, as I've gotten older, I enjoy bike, bike trails and off-road riding and even roads that have bike lanes more so because I realize they are safer. And that's one thing that I've liked about most of the bike trail infrastructure in this area is it's like having an interstate system for a bicycle, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's when you're on the interstate, you're not worried about cross traffic or stopping and going. You're just moving along. And that's what it is to ride along the bike trails here. And I can really see it becoming a destination for cyclists across the United States for tourism. And I think that's something else that maybe the people who are planning our bicycle infrastructure in this area realize a lot of times money's put into things and residents who don't use that, residents who don't normally use their bicycles for transportation along go, wait, why are we wasting money on this? Right. But actually, um, there's a lot of good reasons, not only because it is a form of transportation and uh, gives people safe travel, but it also brings tourism into the area. And one other thing I am involved in as a touring cyclist is an organization called Warm Showers. And that is a organization. It's totally free for touring cyclists, but it uh, people sign up to basically host traveling cyclists in their home. And, uh, and so, literally get a warm shower. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that, yeah. you know, a lot of people have criticized it for its name because it's kind of like you know, it's not snappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes that's what you want at the end of the day when you've been cycling all day. It's and just a nice hot shower. That's what it's based on. And, yeah. uh, you know, a few other things touring cyclists are really looking for is uh, a laundry uh, because you don't you don't carry a huge amount of clothing with you. Right. You, you just want someplace safe. And on a rainy or a cold night, it's sure nice to have a roof over your head and that doesn't cost a lot of money. But- you can actually, if you belong to Warm Showers, go on their website, or I mean, even if you don't belong, but- uh, What's the website address? Do you know it off off end? Warmshower.org. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. And we'll, we'll be sure to put that in the show notes. And I'm, I'm actually going to, I've been making a list of what you've mentioned to me. I'm going to get the model of your e-bike. I'm going to put information on the Katy Trail, which I've seen before online, the Ohio to Erie and the Tunnel Hill Trail uh, in Indiana. And then uh, I'm going to make sure that we share all that information on here because we actually have a lot of listeners that are bike enthusiasts, that cyclists that get on the road and ride. So some of the stuff that you've done, maybe some things that some people have thought about doing but haven't. But after listening to Brian, they might say, you know what, 
tomorrow's not promised to us. So I'm going to get on my bike today and go experience some of the things that Brian and his wife went out and did. Well, one of the things I kind of thought about while I was riding here today was um, as far as trying to encourage more people to commute by bicycle because like Brandy says here, I have totally given up on cars and it's not because I lost my license or any other apocalyptic reason why people might not travel by car. I just decided that one day that it just wasn't for me anymore or it was something I would like to try at least to do without. So I would, I'm very happy. My wife and I are both happy. We have this little gag. Uh, We'll be riding and we'll just be just ecstatic to be out on a bicycle, you know, traveling from A to B in beautiful weather or whatnot. And uh, I look at my wife and I go, how come we're the only kids out here playing today? (laughs) Here we are, you know, well along in our middle age and we're the the ones out playing. But on my way here today, I kind of thought of uh, something along those lines. But uh, when you're little or even as a, a, a parent, you're always trying to get your kids to try new foods, you know. And what do you say to them? You know, just try it. It's not going to kill you. Just, yeah. Just put some in your mouth and see what you think. Or try uh, it. You might like it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the same with bicycling and bicycling commuting is um, I would encourage anybody out there who in any way, shape or form thinks it might be for them, thinks that uh, their health could be better because of it thinks their mental outlook could be better because of it, thinks that their checkbook might look better because of it, thinks their environment might benefit from them just traveling by a non-polluting form of transportation. Any of those reasons are great reasons to try it. And I would, for that reason, I would uh, encourage any listener you have to get on their bicycles in this great part of the the state and uh, try it. You too will wonder why you're the only kid out playing that morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm sold on it for sure. And I think the pandemic more than anything else for me personally brought me closer to the my cycling roots and growing up with a bike and just being bike dependent as a kid. I think most kids are bike dependent because nobody is born with a driver's license. I mean, we, we don't get those until we're older. But Lord knows when I grew up in northern New Jersey, I had explored that area. I even rode my bike part of the way across the George Washington Bridge when you could actually do that. And, you know, it, it is, you know, it, it, I did, I went on some adventures. Uh, all, that's all I'll say is I went on some major adventures and some things that I experienced as a child on my bike have stayed with me to this day. But that was a beautiful sight, right? Boy, right across the George Washington Bridge. Absolutely. When I lived in Astoria, there's a bridge between Oregon and Washington because Astoria is right on the border, which is the Columbia River. Sure. And there's a four mile long bridge that spans the river there. It's a very wide river and uh, it's quite a thing to ride your bicycle across it. Uh, They're not allowed to walk across it, but bicycles are formed. But in the middle of that bridge, right on the middle of the yellow line, one day I was riding across a bridge and there was a wallet sitting there. And I picked up the wallet and I turned it in the local police station. And I was thinking, what other form of transportation is going to see that wallet sitting sure. on the yellow? Right. Much less stop and pick it up. You know, it's a 50 mile per hour speed limit. You're uh, not going to stop your car in the middle of the no. lane bridge and no, reach out all. for the wallet. But uh, so it's, yeah, you see different things on a bicycle. You get a different perspective. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Brian, you sure laid it out for us. I really appreciate you coming down and 
sharing your experience and and I mean your story I think is important especially to the listeners of I am Northwest Arkansas because you know we like to cover all all facets of what makes Northwest Arkansas great and one of the things that makes Northwest Arkansas a great places is our local environment the parks the Ozarks the mountains that we have uh, I think of places like Devil's Den but I think also of all of the many bike paths, the gravel riding that's available to us, the mountain biking that's available. There's something for everyone. So whether you want to ride an e-bike or whether you you literally want to get out and rip up the trails on a mountain bike, there's something for you here in Northwest Arkansas. And Brian and his wife found that and moved here sight unseen. So it's just exciting. And, and I appreciate you allowing us just a little bit of time to share a, a little bit about your story and your experience. So if you or out on the trails and you run into this guy and he's riding, riding around with his with his red canary jacket on or his white helmet. You, you know, it, it might be Brian. So please stop and say hello to him because you just might run into him on the greenway somewhere. Not not physically run into him, but just see him as you pass by. So I'm the guy with the orange safety flag. I've never seen anybody else with one of those. So if you see that, you know, it's me. But I also just wanted to say in quick passing is. There's so many other aspects of bicycling in Northwest Arkansas, uh, whether it's mountain biking, cycle cross, world championships going to be here in January, the Joe Martin stage race, there's clubs, there's events, there's Latina, Arkansas Latinas in BC. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's a little bit for everyone. Yeah. It's, there's something for everyone. And I can't say I do it all. I do what I do, but I just want to give a shout out to those people too, because, uh, there's a lot of different bike tribes out there doing a lot of different things and more power to you. Absolutely. Well, we'll certainly put in the show notes how to connect with Brian. If you if you want to connect with him, I know he and I are actually going to get out and do a bike ride. If anybody else listening to this wants to join us and go on a ride on the Greenway, please reach out to me and I'd love to organize something. Maybe I should organize an I Am Northwest Arkansas ride where we all get together and maybe we ride from one point to another. Or maybe we schedule it so that we can ride from one place, you know, I'm thinking like maybe like Mount Kessler ride up to Springdale and, and stop at Conquesos for lunch or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of options. We could go to Trailside. I mean, you you name it, there are places we could go to our Segas on the on the mill or, you know, there's options for us. And and so we'll we'll have to figure something out. If we'll those have to of do you, it more than once. Yes, we'll have to do it more than <laughs> once. If, if you're listening to this and you you're like, Randy, I'm down. Reach out to us, connect with us on Instagram. You can also email me, Randy at IamNorthwestArkansas.com, and I'll connect with you and then we'll figure something out and I'll set up a ride with Brian and we'll, you know, we'll document it and share it out with the community. But we'd love, love to have you. So just put that in your in your hat and think about it. But uh, reach out to us if you're interested. So but Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really, really appreciate your time today. And obviously at, at all times we wish you safe passage on the bike paths and uh, to be be careful out there as you're riding. And uh, we'll certainly be looking for that orange flag. Yeah. It was a pleasure to be here, Randy. Thank and, you. Uh, just a wonderful to be able to talk to your audience today. I appreciate that. Take Thank care. you so much. Well, folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter, to keep up with us in all things NWA, sign up today. You can also subscribe or follow the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. So whatever podcast platform is your platform of choice, check us out. And if you want, you want to go that extra route, 
you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would really, really appreciate that. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.